Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. He had a run-in with the Ku Klux Klan, so the Klan tarred and feathered him. These men started dying horrible deaths. He was not a good guy. So he's dead. My name is Amy Allen. There's something down there. I see dead people. He doesn't want me back there. I speak to dead people. She's pissed. And they speak to me. She doesn't like the people who live here. But there's only one way to know if my findings are real. Someone did hang themselves here. Where? There. I rely on my partner. I'm Steve DeShavi. I'm a retired New York City homicide detective. Did you want to kill him? And I know every person, every house has secrets. She did die in this house. It's my job to reveal. Would you be surprised if there were bodies in this basement? No. But Steve and I never speak. We never communicate during an investigation. Until the very end. Not good. When we uncover, if it's safe for you to stay... Will it get worse? Or time to get out. Oh, yes. Steve will conduct his investigation without knowing anything that I've encountered. He'll uncover as much as he can about the history of the location. At the end, we come together to compare our research. I'm down here in Key West, Florida. Now, this is a real vacation spot, a real party town. But not everybody down here is having a good time. I got a call from a woman named Colette. Now, Colette owns a small home down here in Key West. Ever since she bought it, she's had some strange things going on. Strange feelings, her partner's seeing things, apparitions. Uh, I'm about to meet with her now and see if I can get to the bottom of it. Before I enter a location, 
Matt will come in and cover or remove anything that could be leading information. And then I come in. I saw like two graves. There was time between these two deaths. I feel like they knew each other. It was like a betrayal from a lot of these people. And they are cutting on his face and they're cutting off his skin on his face. He's like now in a violent rage. He's throwing a chair, he's smashing things. He's just screaming. He's just like losing it. Colette? Yes, yeah, Steve? Just, yeah, how are you? Come on in, welcome to my home. Ever since I moved in, I felt someone was here. I knew that I wasn't alone. There was other spirits or something here in the house. And it's been that way ever since I've lived here. When did you move in? It's been less than a year ago. Okay. And there's different things going on. I feel cold spots everywhere. But I don't see anything. I don't hear anything, really. It just felt like someone else was in the room, but you couldn't see them. I know it's a dead person. I just would appreciate if you could get to the bottom of this. All right, so you, you, you thought to yourself that that chill was, was a being of, of some sort? Something, yes. Okay. And you feel them, and it's almost like they're right on you. Just the drastic change in temperature. Why don't you explain to me how the temperature changes? I mean, how exactly do you feel it? What happens? It's like a major cold blast. I'm frozen to the bone. And it's only in spots. Now, when do you feel it mostly? Is it when you're up and walking around or when you're sitting still and all of a sudden it gets cold? Describe it to me. A lot of times right here in this corner, I'll be sitting right here on the couch. And it's like I'm freezing. I gotta go get another sweatshirt on. And it's, it's hot outside. Yeah, it's hot here. But and it's kind of creepy when you think about it. You know, some dead person in your house. There's people, two main people. There's a male. Hmm. He wanted to hurt somebody. Hmm. Let's go to the back. There's more out here. He's had like something that really bothered him. Like a lot of anger. Gotta get rid of that. Well, basically, I feel things and my partner Glenn sees things. 
throughout the house. He sees things. Yes. Glenn sees all this activity, people walking through the house. And it's just weird. Now, Glenn is, he stays here with you? Yeah, he's my partner. He's a treasure hunter. Uh, He actually sees them. He'll say, you know, there's a bunch of activity going on today at Colette. I can't believe you don't see these people. I mean, it's not just one or two people. It's He sees several. Okay. I think I really didn't pay attention until Glenn came back from his salvage work. It just seemed to be stronger or happen more often. You think Glenn might have? I don't know. He could have brought something from... I don't know. How do I know he's not bringing other spirits with him into this home? I don't know how these things work, to be honest. But it'd be nice to know what's going on in this house. Since I can't base an investigation on cold chills and creepy feelings, I'm going to talk to Colette's partner, Glenn. He may be able to provide a partial description. Glenn, you've seen some things in the house that Colette hasn't seen. Can you go into an explanation of what you saw? A lot of times, nighttime, daytime, doesn't matter. I'll be sitting on the couch on the computer and and I'll see movement out of the corner of my eye and I'll look over in the hall and there will be a form. I've seen one primary figure many times and every once in a while there were other individuals with him. So you know it's a male? Yeah. Now, all of the males? Yeah. I saw the one person a lot, and it wasn't particularly friendly. Okay. But I just saw the head turn, and, and he kept right on going, never missed a step. Did they look like they were looking for something, or was it just they were walking through? I swear, if I don't know, but they walked through a lot, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it's like they were on a mission, so to speak. Okay. I don't have an explanation for it. There was like just a little pathway, like a tiny little worn path from somebody walking a lot. He could build things and make things or tear them down. And he tore this down and that gives him satisfaction. He feels good about that. There's some kind of conflict here. Somebody's arguing. kind of got off on people fighting. He likes to hurt people. He was not a good guy. Is there any clothing you could describe? Was it just... Yeah, um, I saw white-colored slacks and a light-colored shirt. Can you describe him? There was kind of like a, a white day outfit a white linen shirt and a pair of white linen pants. His hair is cut short. I really don't know how to describe his face, but I could see it. And for some reason, I think he's about 5'10 or 11. Could you pick him out of a lineup? Yeah, without a doubt. The person is 5'10, maybe hazel eyes and a hat sometimes. Actually kind of round. And a ribbon around it, like a straw hat. 
Did you ever experience anything like this prior to coming and staying here with Colette? Yeah. All my life. What you've experienced in the past, was it the same persons? Or are these totally some different figures you've ever different, seen? Different things. I could walk in somebody's house and, and I would see something pass through the kitchen. Then I'd look over there at that person and it, you could see through that person. So Colette doesn't see spirits and Glenn's been seeing spirits his whole life. Now I get why she thinks Glenn may be the reason for all this activity. When I was 20, and I was at my grandfather's house. I had gone out to the barn to find something, and all of a sudden, I felt absolute terror. And I was cold, chilled, and I was sweating at the same time. And I thought something was gonna get me, and I picked up and I ran back to the house. And I was glad to get inside that door. Evil spirits aren't my area of expertise. That's Amy's thing and I won't know what she finds out till later. Hopefully, she'll be able to give Glenn some peace of mind. The entity found me. Okay. For five years, I fought this thing. And after five years, it quit. And it told me, don't be too proud, big boy, because I'll be back. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST.
This house feels like it's a hub for the dead. There's a lot of dead people coming in and telling me their stories, and I think they're linked to the house, but I'm not sure how. He was tortured and he was burnt. It's a man. This isn't the same guy that I got before. No, it's not. It doesn't feel like his home here. It doesn't feel like he's from here. This incident happened someplace else, and this was a very long time ago. This man is still in his death state. He looks burned, but nothing around him shows any sign of fire damage. He is in a lot of pain and was very panicked over what happened to him, very stressed out, very hurt. Did he see it coming? No, no. He, no. I locate a woman named Renee who used to live in Colette's house. If she saw apparitions when she lived there, then Glenn can't be the cause of the problem. As we spoke, I'm doing an investigation on the house and the things that went on here and are going on here. I know you lived here at some point. How long ago was that? Moved in around 1988 to about 1990. Okay, so you were here a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Do you know any history about the house? No, I know that most of these houses were made from the cigar owners for their factory workers. It's what they're called shotgun houses. But I don't know about any history about this particular house. Now, when you were here, did anything strange happen while you were living here? No. Now, did you own it or did you rent it? I rented it. Did the person you rented it from say anything about the house? Did they see anything? Okay. Colette thinks Glenn is bringing evil spirits into the house. Maybe he is. Or maybe he's the only one that can see them. I don't know how that works. I just need to find out what happened in that house. The one interesting thing that happened on Whitehead Street back in the 1920s was the uh, murder of a man taking refuge in a house on Whitehead Street commonly known here as Elenio the Islander, Manuel Cabeza is his real name. He had a run-in with the Ku Klux Klan, and Elenio was tarred and feathered. He was tortured, and he was burnt. Actually poured hot tar on him and stuck feathers on him, which was a classic way to make an example of somebody that... Literally tarred and feathered Literally tarred and feathered him. It's almost like they were gangs or affiliated in some way. I'm sensing a group of men in this house, and one of them seems to be in control of this gathering. There was a lot of them, lots and lots and lots and lots of them. Like even the ones that did it, there was way more people even behind them that were all like in the same gang. And I'm getting this one guy in particular who was kind of the head of the thing. 
and the men are wearing, I don't know, they're weird looking hats. I feel like they were dressed the same and they're all the same race. How were they organized? There was a hierarchy, men, a bunch of men. So this torture was committed by a bunch of racist thugs from the KKK on the same block as Colette's place. Emmanuel Cabeza was living with a mixed race woman, which the locals and particularly the Ku Klux Klan disapproved of. And how long ago was this? 1921, he was beaten and tarred and feathered. He's fascinated, fixated on something. Uh, I gotta take care of this problem. He is plotting and planning. There are two distinct entities in this house. One is the burned man who's trying to show me what happened when he died. And one is the man in white who is so angry, I can't even really communicate with him. He's in the shadows, he's waiting, he's watching. It doesn't really matter what the consequences are. So the clan tarred and feathered him. After that, he of course wanted revenge because he's the tough guy and he has to live up his reputation. So the head of the clan was William Decker. So Decker was driving down Duval Street and Manuel Cabeza jumped on the running board and killed him. Shot him in the back of the head and killed him. Uh... Craziness. <laughs> Somebody's yelling. Something's being thrown down. He's just losing it, just going berserk. He's really, really mad. There's an endless cycle of hatred and revenge that's being played out over and over again in this area. This house has somehow trapped that emotional energy. This man killed someone? <sighs> Emmanuel Cabeza killed Decker. He shoots him in the head. Then he takes off to uh, Saldano's uh, grocery store and took refuge in there. And of course, the city police then was after him and the sheriff was after him. They know he's in the store now. They're going to flush him out. And there was some gunfire. So Elenio agreed to surrender to the sheriffs, who take him to the county jail a couple blocks further down Whitehead Street. And they locked up in the county jail. He was sleeping, and they put a bag on his head, and then they beat him up. Sometimes I encounter dead people when they're in their death state, which means that I am seeing them as they looked at the moment they died. They have ropes 
like with the throat and <clears throat> like not being able to breathe very well. The torture ended in killing him. So he's dead. So that night, the uh, Ku Klux Klan, okay. uh, they surrounded the building. The scenario, the sheriff said, is that he was overpowered. The KKK first went in and beat this man, and they hung him up to a pole. What do we know about the girl he was living with? You said that she was mixed race? We lose Angela after the incident. We don't know what happened to her. Really? Yeah. Basically, all we know is she was supposedly good-looking and mixed race. There's like a female. And there's a look of anguish on her face. She's very adamant about what they're doing and feels strongly about it. This was unexpected. She couldn't stop it from happening. She was trying to make something real that's not real. This woman is very upset. She feels like she doesn't have a voice. Whatever's happening, she feels like she can't stop it. The leader of the Ku Klux Klan in Key West had Cabeza tortured because he was in love with a woman of mixed race named Angela. I need to find out a little bit more about her. There's a writer down here who knows a lot more about the Cabeza case. Terry, it seems like the person that there's the least information about is the girl Angela that the whole mess happened over. Now, do you have any information you can give me? There's not a great deal known about her aside from the fact that she had been a prostitute and that he had fallen in love with her and taken her into his house. But we do know that she dabbled in black magic, voodoo, religions that people here didn't really understand and that she had placed a curse on all of those who attacked Manuel Cabeza. Angela made a sacrifice, a voodoo sacrifice, with uh, chicken bones and feathers and blood and called up voodoo spirits from her past, from her heritage. She's very anguished over the whole thing. The dark-haired lady, she's not happy about it. Um, she is like raising dead. <laughs> Anything more? I saw like graves. You know anything about the curse she laid on everybody and what eventually happened? Well, we know that Angela cursed all of the men who had attacked Manuel Cabeza. It's sort of a disquieting coincidence that 
Not long after Angela placed the curse, these men started dying horrible deaths. One of them drowned on a fishing trip. One of them went missing in a hurricane. One of them was blown up while working on the bridges. The one death that seemed to epitomize the curse for a lot of people was Sheriff Curry himself, who was the man who had allowed the mob to come into the jail and remove Manuel Cabeza. Sheriff Curry, he died a particularly painful death. He was crushed underneath his boat and had to be cut from the wreckage and spent his last few days in unyielding agony. He died a very painful death, much as she had wished upon him and all the others. Okay. Some people are convinced that uh, these men were victims of Angela's curse. Of the two most prominent entities that I encountered, one of them was so badly burned that I decided to have the sketch artist draw the other one. Remember his eyebrows? They're yeah. not thick. They're no, not, not thin. thick. And there is a slight arch to them. Were they big eyes or were they thin? Slightly almond, more round. He has like a sad mouth. This goes down. This goes down. And okay. um, we're not full. He did uh, freckle. He had freckles? A little bit of a line here. Do you remember what he had on, what he was wearing? Linen pants and then a linen top that was buttoned down and short sleeved. Regular collar for the shirt. Light both were light colored. And then he did wear a hat. It had a round brim. Oh, sort of like a straw hat? Yeah. And it did have a, a band, and it was white and blue. Yeah, that's him. I locate the killers, the victim, and even the woman he left behind, all within blocks of Colette's house. But I still can't figure out what ties them all to her house. I make one last trip to the archives. And then I find out what ties this whole crazy story to Colette's house. I haven't spoken to Amy since we began this investigation. And I'm really looking forward to hearing her findings. Now, Amy, Colette owns the home. She bought it about less than a year ago. And probably from the minute she got here, she felt a powerful energy. Glenn, on the other hand, has actually seen apparitions. One prominent, which is a man. I don't get the sense that Colette is a sensitive, but Glenn, I think, does have abilities. I could see things. Mm -hmm. The guy, I could see him going up and down the hall. But he can distinctly recall the man's features. So I did some investigating on the house. It does have a long, dark past. 
The whole neighborhood, as a matter of fact, has a dark, violent past. As far as the apparitions go, I was more or less kind of concerned about your walk and what you saw. Mm-hmm. Initially, I saw a man in profile, initially, with a hat on. He was a pretty angry, angry man. He kind of got off on people fighting. He was not a good guy. The interesting thing to me is that there was another man and he seemed very agitated. I mean, he was just frankly out of control. Craziness. <laughs> Somebody's yelling. He's just losing it, just going berserk. He's really, really mad. He had a lot of issues with a woman. I'm not exactly sure if they were married or not, um, but they were together for a long time. He was very afraid and stressed out, and he kept saying about this large event. He was very panicked over what happened to him, very stressed out, very hurt. These men came and they got him. He didn't know what was happening. They put a bag over his head and then they tortured him. And he looked burned. He was um, missing some of his face. So he's all just missing skin and just, it was really, it's really, really bad. I may be able to clear this whole thing up as far as the two men. There was a man by the name of Manuel Cabeza. Now, Manuel was living with the biracial female named Angela, who the KKK in Key West was not very happy about it. Okay, now William Decker was actually the head of the Ku Klux Klan here in the Key West. It's almost like they were gangs or affiliated in some way. And they're all the same race. I feel like they were dressed the same. The men are wearing, I don't know, they're weird looking hats. What they wind up doing is getting a mob together and they went and grabbed him out of his apartment, brought him out into a field. They actually put hot tar on the guy and they feathered him. And he was tortured and he was burnt. Manuel has a gun and decides to go out and get some revenge. He's in the shadows, he's waiting, he's watching. It doesn't really matter what the consequences are. He is plotting and planning. He goes out and right here on Duval Street, he sees Decker and he believed Decker was responsible or he was even at the location when they originally snatched him up and uh, tried to kill him. Manuel run up on his car. Now, back in those days, the cars had those running boards. He jumps up on a running board, he pumps a bullet into his chest and one to his head. Manuel killed Decker. Manuel takes off. Where does he take off to? To this place, which was a building which was right here. Cops show up. Finally, at some point, Manuel decides to give up and he was taken to the jail. Short time later, mob forms, they want him out. So the KKK wind up getting into the jail cell somehow. In the middle of the night, he was sleeping. 
They put a bag on his head. Then they drag him to another location and they lynch him from a telephone pole. They have ropes, like with the throat and <coughs> like not being able to breathe. And then he's shot by everybody at the scene. They killed Manuel. The torture ended in killing him. So he's dead. Everybody that participated in his lynching shot him. And the reason for that is that they all participated in the murder. So everybody's involved. There was a lot of them, lots and lots and lots and lots of them. Like even the ones that did it, there was way more people even behind them. There's more history about Mr. Decker. William Decker built this home. How do you feel about the fact that the guy that built your house was uh, the head of the KKK in Key West? Horrible. I don't like the idea that the KKK had a part of the history in this house. Now, what I try to do when I work with Amy is I try to bring in a sketch artist for her, which I did in this case, and she'll usually sketch out uh, who she sees. There was kind of like a, a white day outfit a white button-down linen shirt and a pair of white linen pants. So I have that sketch here. Now, what I try to do when I work with Amy is I try to bring in a sketch artist for her. Uh, this is the sketch of the person that Amy saw during her walk. You look familiar at all? That's him. That's the gentleman that I saw. Okay. Now I'm gonna show you a picture of Mr. Decker. That is the gentleman in the hallway, walking up and down. Amy, did you see this? Wow, okay. This, to me, definitely looks like the person I encountered. So both men are part of this house. They're all in and around within an immediate area of this house. It's very close. Everything's within proximity. Conscious entities can sense my presence just like I can sense theirs. And they will approach me if they want me to tell their story. The burned man did not want to come into this house. And I understand why now, but he does want his story told. Amy, why do these people still stay in this house? What's going on with these two individuals is that they're both kind of in denial about the parts that they played in what happened. So one is, you know, the eternal victim, and the other one, he thinks he was completely right in anything and everything he did. They're in denial, and I think that that's hindering them from being able to take the next step. What happened to the girl? We don't know. Manuel did have a relationship and did live with this woman, Angela. Now, apparently, Angela was a practicing voodoo. At one point, uh, there was a discussion about raising the dead. The dark-haired lady, she's not happy about it. Uh, very strange things. She is... 
like raising dead. <laughs> she decided to put a curse on her lover's assailants that night. Four of the men died a very weird and violent death. I saw like graves. Does the curse go against them? Circumstances are a little odd. I mean, everybody involved in this whole mess is dead and not by natural causes. So that violence or just the way they died, does that energy hang in this house or this area? I think you're asking Amy if you're safe here. You know, as long as you do things that are not going to attract these negative beings, you're fine. Now, Glenn, when we spoke, you were very intimate with me about certain things from your past, how something really frightened you. Uh, if you can, can you explain some of that to Amy? Because I think she's the right person to tell that to. I was involved in a fight with a negative spirit. It was a five-year battle. And at the end of that five years, that spirit told me, I'll be back. And if you get too cocky, I'll be back really fast. I understand Glenn's fear. When you've encountered evil and it's attacked you, it's terrifying. The spirit world can be very dangerous. You will not be near powerful enough to combat the fight that you're gonna be in. Mm -hmm. Claire, let me ask you a question. Listening to everything they're saying, how do you feel about it? Did you know any about this stuff, about his battles and everything? I mean, how do you feel about that? Maybe he brought something into the house. Well, I, I do kind of wonder now. That's where you're wrong. I, I don't think you would intentionally bring bad energy. It's not a matter of choice, but the point is, there's nothing following me. I've always tried to tell you to watch what you do and be aware of what's going on around you. Just because I can see and feel spirits, I didn't bring anything here because you were here months before I yeah, showed up and the coldness that you associated with the house, the entity yes. greeting you at the door had nothing to do with me because I wasn't in this part of the country That's or the true. world. That's true. You play around with healing and stuff like that. But see, that may be where you open the door for other people to walk in. And you may not like those people that walk through mm -hmm. that door. What are you doing that, what's this healing thing? I do a lot of energy work, hands-on healing, also Reiki, and in my work, I do work with children and with cancer, and right before they get ready to go, I help them transition. If it's time for them to go, I help, help them go to another place. As far as the practicing healing, you do have to be very, very careful, very careful. And as long as you keep your home protected and the doorway kind of clean, then you won't have the negative suckers showing up. Live and let live and let sleeping dogs lie. People need to understand that when they attempt to communicate with the dead, they can bring very negative things into their lives, things that can physically harm you. Sometimes you can know just enough to hurt yourself.
the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply, not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon.